At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the numbers told the story they always do this is a numbers game with gil alexander on Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Skill Alexander, back in the full, back from vacation. First, let me thank the great Jeffrey Parlay for sitting in this chair for two weeks. Jeff, you did this show for two weeks. You did primetime action for two weeks or one week? One week. Jeff, what did you what did you enjoy doing more? Tell the truth. Well, again, no, no, no disrespect to this time slot. <laughs> I was more, I, I was definitely more yeah. awake for the later time well, slot. Well, that's you know, that's uh, for obvious reasons. Yes. No, it's it's, it's all fun, uh, Gil, as we know. So, uh, but as always, it's it's you, you have you have a lot of you have, you got a lot of color in, in in Florida, Gil. That's all I'm going to say. You got a got a nice little tan going here, and it's good to see you again. Thank you, thank you very much. What is it that we do here again? Is this the Love Is Blind reunion show? What is yes, this? Uh, apparently so. <laughs> Did you watch that? I uh, my girl made me watch that. No, she didn't make me. We watched that over over the vacation. Uh, turns out, love is not blind, Jeff. That's my takeaway. I, I, I'm very surprised at that, Gil. It turns out love is not Very blind. surprised. Uh, we could do two hours on that show. Um, no, I appreciate it, man. So here's – I'm trying to think. What, what, is, what has happened, what has not happened since my departure? One, did Juwan Howard do anything that I need to know about in the last couple of weeks? I'm curious about that. Uh, two, Ben Simmons is still not playing basketball for the Brooklyn Nets. I guess we could have predicted that. What would we have said? To, what would we have said two weeks ago about that? Would Ben Simmons have been playing basketball by the time I got back? Eh, it would have been fifty-fifty. I would have said probably minus one twenty on the no, like making no. a very slight favorite. Yeah. Well, and everybody's wondering, will he play in Philly? Uh, no chance. No chance whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> what, what about him makes you think he would want to endure that? Uh, that's not going to happen. So JVT's coming up on the show. We'll talk uh, all things NBA with him. Uh, have tons to to talk about because I would venture to say, and I don't want to be prisoner of the moment here, Jeff, but I would venture to say with roughly one quarter of the NBA regular season left league-wide, which still kills me, by the way, that after the All-Star break, there's only a quarter of the regular season left, which is crazy that that's how it is now, that we have many more questions than answers, way more. Like, it almost feel like the first 60 games have been this kind of perfunctory exhibition. We don't know about the Heat because their best three players don't play with each other. We, don't, we, we think we know about the Sixers after two games with Harden and Embiid. The results have been great so far, but they got a brutal schedule coming up. Do we know about the Bucks? 
it seems kind of weird to in any way slander the Bucks as long as Giannis is playing basketball. But they got lots of questions. They're very top-heavy. What about the uh, – meaning no bench, players out. What about a team – sticking with the Eastern Conference. What about a team like the Raptors who have very little bench – but have a solid rotation of about seven guys who are actually pretty live. Celtics, we thought, were, you know, midseason or a little close to midseason. We thought were an afterthought. Not at all. And then there's the Nets, which we don't know a damn thing about. And that's just the Eastern Conference. Which version of the Hawks do you get in the postseason? If there's a postseason. And then there's the Bulls, right? The Bulls and the Heat, to me, are like the Titans, both right up close to having the number one seed in a conference with their best players, especially in the case of, uh, of the Heat. Well, no, in both cases, just out. We don't know. We don't get full versions of it. In the Western Conference, that's a whole other set of questions. If Michael Porter Jr. comes back to Denver, will that matter to the Nuggets? Warriors, I guess it just comes down to Steph and Draymond being healthy. Phoenix now without Chris Paul. There's so many questions. We'll ask JVT about that. And it's college basketball time of year, Jeff. Yes. How pumped are we for this? So small conferences start their tournaments this week. We have a whole bunch of conference futures, courtesy of Caesars, for these, uh, for these tournaments that start this week. And we're talking like, you know, the West Coast Conference tournaments of the world, which starts here in Vegas. That's why I picked that one. We got tickets, Jeff, me and you, whenever you want to go. I'm all about Pepperdine, the worst team in that conference, because there's a kid who plays on Pepperdine. From the show who gave you the great player from UVA. Who, of course, is just, Blanking on Ty Jerome? Come on now. I was like, why do I want to say Tyus Edmond? No, <laughs> Dude, for, the show, vacation. for the show who gave you Ty Jerome as a high IQ basketball player, led Virginia to the uh, championship. I'm not saying Pepperdine's going to win any championships, but maybe a couple years from now. Houston Millette. Remember that name. Anyway, so we're going to that whenever you want to go. And we got we got features. Wes Reynolds will join us to go through all that. Dr. Bob, who in all Dr. Bob's career, he's known pretty much mostly for two things. One, college football, moving markets in college football for years and years and years, especially back in the mid-aughts. And the other thing is he destroys conference basketball tournaments. And so he'll come and give us his overriding thoughts on some betting macro things to know, some betting tenants for conference tournaments. Well, he'll join us today. Later this week also, now for those who have bet seriously for many years, if you've been a sports better uh, of uh, any repute or any seriousness uh, throughout your adult life, maybe even through your uh, childhood life, but you also know Ed from Right Angle Sports, he will join us. Hopefully we can work that out. He will join us this week to talk about his thoughts heading into the conference tournaments and into the NCAA Big Dance, March Madness. So we have that all covered as well. And, oh, since we're talking about college basketball, Jeff, do you remember what we do here year after year on the show once this time of year comes around? It is, of course, the college basketball championship formula, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's the thing about this. Some people scoff. Some people love it. But we do it every year because it's a fascinating sort of exercise to go through. And essentially, there are five components that over the last three decades, in some cases two decades, but really two or three decades, tried and true that the eventual national champion has met all five of these criteria. Now, in one of the cases of the five, 
it's been 100%. In four of the five cases, of four of the other five categories, there has been one exception. And by the way, Baylor last year, you remember, Jeff, was one of the exceptions. And we'll get to that. Let's, let's post the list, and we'll get to who qualifies this year a little later on the show after we talk to JVT. But here's the deal now. The last 33 champs, the last 33, oh, there's six, pardon me, there's six criteria. The last 33 champs all had more assists than turnovers. Okay, that makes sense. You wouldn't expect an eventual national champion to have more turnovers than assists. So last 33 champs had more assists than turnovers. 27 of the last 28 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. Jeff, if you recall from past years, you remember the exception of that? It's a quiz. Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie. 2014 UConn Huskies. Isn't it when in doubt it's the 2014 UConn Huskies? <laughs> I think it's pretty much that for this. When in doubt it's the 2014 UConn Huskies. 27 of the last 28 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. Now, of course, we've improved on RPI through the years with BPI and other metrics. But because we've done this for so long, we'll stick with RPI here and say that 27 of the last 28 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. The exception, Jeffrey, would be... The 2014 UConn Huskies. <laughs> you're, good. you're really good at this. Wow. Been paying attention. All right, last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. Now, this one's pretty interesting because every time Gonzaga flirts with a title, they look to buck this. They never quite get there. So the last 28 champs all have had a top 75 strength of schedule. 75, you figure, I mean, that's not that stringent of a criteria, but that's tried and true. And then the final two. 17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Now, remember with that one and with the next one, and really with all of these, even if by the time the tournament starts, you're not quite there, you can actually still play yourself in during the tournament. If you play the full six games, obviously, to win it all, you can still get there. So 17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency. The exception... That would be UConn of 2014. UConn Huskies, 2014. Kevin Ollie. By the way, I always make this distinction, too, because people are like, oh, yeah, which, uh, which UConn team was that? That was, the, uh, that, was the, that was the UConn team that had Shabazz Napier and not Kemba. Kem- Kemba's was 2011. Yeah. And that team was significantly better than the 2014 team. Yeah. And then the final one is the one where Baylor bucked it last year. Baylor ended up top 22. They ended up 22nd in adjusted defensive efficiency by the end of their championship run, but that was it. So now instead of it being all of the past 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency at the end of the year at Ken Baum, it's 17 of the last 18 because the Baylor Bears bucked that last year. But pretty tried and true, Almost 100, well, 100% in two of the six categories, one shy of being 100% in the other four. Now, we're going to get to the who, who qualifies later on the show here, but I'm going to ask you, Jeff, to make a guess. How many teams do you think qualify? Let's start there. Currently. Well, I know you're going to have a lot of qualifications on the top 20s at this point because with the wackiness that happened on Saturday, oh, we'll get to that. A whole bunch of teams actually moved into the top 20, at least defensively, that weren't there before. My guess is going to be six 
qualify for this right now, Gil? It's only three. Only three. It's only three, but two, but but three, but to your guess, it's only three, but three in three of these different categories are knocking at the door. So you're 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 not right, but you're kind of right. And it's it's it'll be interesting for all of these. Do you have any guesses? Well, let me. Should we save the guess? Let's get well, you a we'll guess. Save the guesses. Okay, we'll find we'll find out who it is. But again, it's three that qualify now. Three more that are knocking at the door could still play their way into this, um, including one, by the way, that I just wonder why they haven't been pubbed up enough this year, why people haven't talked about them as much as I think they should have. We'll get to all that, but next, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel, Jonathan Von Tobel, rather, our senior NBA analyst, co-host of The Edge. We'll talk NBA with him. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- 522-4700. Skill Alexander, uh, glad to be back in tow. Glad to have the opportunity to talk to this gentleman, our senior NBA analyst. Roughly a quarter of the NBA regular season left and so much to discuss. It's Jonathan Von Tobel at me, JVT. How you doing, JVT? I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, as it is called the second half, even though, as you mentioned, there's only like 22 games left and I fall into that trap, but I'm excited because there's a lot to be decided over the next 22 games. Is it me or has the all-star break drifted and drifted to the point that there's fewer and fewer games left after it? It seems like it. And I don't know if maybe it's just because like the Super Bowl came and then the all-star break came and everything seems stacked up on each other. But I like thinking back 22 to like 24 games. I don't remember it being that short as you come out of the all-star. No, break. There seemed to be more left. Yeah, it seems seems way. By the way, you were you were upselling it, too. It's really like 19 to 21. Some games 22 yeah. left. Yeah. Uh, OK, so let's start in the east, because to me, I was saying to Jeff earlier, I think that this is we have we have way more questions than answers. Now, we have the two games now with Harden playing for the Sixers. Uh, objectively, they looked mm-hmm. fabulous, but their schedule gets tough here. Uh, so there's, I guess, that bit of, you know, question there. That's probably the least bit of the question marks. The Nets 
Anybody can say what they want. Nobody knows what's going to happen with this group. Moving forward, we don't know about the Kyrie thing in terms of being able to play or not. Who knows when Ben Simmons shows up? The Bucks really top-heavy, got injuries, but as long as Giannis is there, it's tough to kind of wave them off. They are the defending champs after all. And then there's the Heat and the Bulls, and let's start there, JVT. I guess that's where I want to start, which is they're kind of like the Titans in, in the NFL. Let's forget the Ryan Tannehill pick against the Bengals. Let's stop the analogy there. But they haven't had, like, full strength, and yet there they are at the top of the conference. And I'm just curious, what do you do, JVT, with these futures in the Eastern Conference? I mean, uh, so I talked about this uh, last night on the uh, new show added to the lineup, Hardwood Handicappers. Um, but, you know, I think when you look at the Eastern Conference, if you're if you're taking anything, it would be Miami. The, the one thing that I think is more reliable, if we're talking about the two, and I like the analogy, right, the Titan-esque teams between the Bulls and the Heat, it's the fact that Miami defensively is one of the best in the NBA, not even just the Eastern Conference. When they have their starting five out there, they limit opponents to about 92 points per 100 possessions. You know, you can quibble about their half-court offense and, you know, their reliance on transition because that's what they have to do to get a flow in the offense but regardless any single possession against those five and we're talking about Bam Adebayo, P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson to a certain extent he's a good team defender um, it's it's a slog to get through all of that as an opposing team so I think I have more real I, I have I think the staying power between those two is with Miami. And so if you're looking around and you're thinking, all right, where am I going to take my shot here? You can still get Miami over double digits. I think they're in the range of 10 to 11 to one to win the NBA finals. If you want to go in that route, uh, obviously cut in half when it comes to the Eastern conference. But I think that's where I would stand because now this is a team that's probably going to win the one seed in the Eastern conference has one of the best defenses and one of the best starting lineups. They're a little top heavy, but defense travels as we know. And I think that's what you can rely on on a day-to-day basis. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, logging only 415 total minutes together heading into the All-Star break. Not even one of the NBA's 550 most-played trios. Uh, That per Bleacher Report uh, this past week, that's unbelievable. Uh, Let let me go beyond those teams. I'm just curious. I'm not not asking you to say they're going to win the conference or if they have a shot. But just in terms of looking forward to the postseason and, and thinking that they might be more live than a series price indicates, what about a team like Toronto? Sort of the same thing, right? So they're, this is very top-heavy. Uh, OG Ananobi, Pascal, uh, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, all rank top five league-wide of minutes per game. So they keep, yep. their, they keep their rotation super, uh, you know, super tight. Boucher, obviously, in there. Trent as well. Uh, for a, a plus 46.5 net rating, that fivesome that I just mentioned, are they a team that we're sleeping on? Maybe not to win the conference, but to win a series or two. Yeah, I would say so. And especially, right, given the way that the uh, series the series could break down. You know, if they win the seventh seed, let's say, uh, and all of a sudden find themselves in a situation where they're taking on a Chicago Bulls, right? A Toronto-Chicago series. I mean, that's an extremely live dog there if you're talking about the Toronto Raptors. If somehow, and the Cavaliers are in a little bit of a free-for-all, they're backwards a mess because Darius Garland and Karis Laverta there. But if somehow Toronto makes their way up to sixth and finds themselves in a 3-6 series with Cleveland, for example, if somehow Philly falls out, whatever it's going to be, I would say yes. Uh, you know, I, I do think to a certain extent it might be a little matchup dependent, but – 
all the way the way the Eastern Conference breaks down, those matchups, I think, are staring them right in the face. So I would say so, because if you look at Toronto since the beginning of January, this has been a top 10 team in defensive efficiency. They're one of the best transition teams in the NBA, both offensively and defensively. I think the minutes do worry me. You mentioned that. Guys like Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, they're going to play 40-plus minutes almost every single night, and I think that grinds you down, especially because they're going to have to do this as they get into the postseason because they're in the play-in, so they're going to have to take every single game seriously. But if you're talking about where to find outside of Brooklyn, who we don't know, as you mentioned, Toronto, especially if it's like a Chicago series, I think would be extremely live to move on to a second round. And then Cavaliers, I'll assume a year or two away. I won't like linger yep. on them. Celtics, like what? where do they stand in all of this? So I like I like the Celtics in, in terms of winning a series. You know, I don't know if about winning the Eastern Conference, but I think if you look at Boston overall, you know, one of my things that I value a lot, and this might surprise a lot of people in the NBA, defense matters. You know, <laughs> when you look at when you look at the teams who consistently compete for titles, we are talking about teams that rank inside the top ten of defensive efficiency, and the Celtics are second right now in defensive efficiency, and they they don't they need to figure things out offensively uh, since this winning streak started. Remember, they went into the break, they won a, was it eleven out of thirteen games. Um, going into the break and we saw what happened. It's hard to win so many games because they just lost to the Pacers yesterday, but there are 17th in offensive efficiency around that, around that spot during this stretch that they've been on. They need to figure that out because these games are going to get, you know, they're going to get tight. They're going to become more half court oriented. You're going to need guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to score, but you're also going to need your offense to find some sort of flow. And that's why Derek white comes in and I think helps them. And he's been great for them uh, through these first few games. So I like that addition to help them on that end of the floor, but I think they're legitimate. Like if you're talking about uh, again, a team in the vein of the Raptors who with the right draw in the first round, which keep in mind, they have beat the tar out of the Miami heat twice so far in the regular season. So like I wouldn't sleep on in a series with Miami either. Uh, and one of those wins, yes, Jimmy Butler didn't play, but the other was when the Heat were at the peak of their powers at the beginning of the season and the Celtics were struggling and they wiped the floor with them in that series. So uh, I wouldn't sleep on Boston in any way whatsoever if the draw was correct. And historically, over the last few years, I know James Harden's there now. They've had a lot of success against Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, I don't want, again, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment, but I feel like with this few games left in a in a regular season, I, I I don't remember the last time we had this many teams that could legitimately win a conference. Like, mm-hmm. I think you could legitimately say five or six of these teams could win this in the end. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, if I tell you, if I come back, you know, you use this all the time. If I come back from the future, yeah. you know, and I tell you the Boston Celtics, you know, beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals in a best of seven, and they're in the finals, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah like, I can, yeah, yeah. I can totally understand not that. The, so, not the craziest thing. Yeah, so, so to the West, John. So then the Nuggets, looks like Michael Porter Jr. might get back in the lineup here. Obviously, with Jokic on the court, they're live in any game. Um, is that the sort of, obviously, we, we give the Warriors and the Suns all the press. The Grizzlies have been the sexy team all year, and justifiably so. Are we sleeping on the Nuggets with that possibility? Uh, well, I think so. And so this is the most recent future bet I made. I bet the, the Nuggets to win the conference at 16 to one just the other day. And, and it's because of that. And, you know, we're always the question is always like, where's the value on the board at this point right now? Right. The, the value on the board is making gambles like this on information. It's it's almost like a basketball game, but in the grand scheme of things, right? You're, you're wagering on the fact that not only Michael Porter Jr. is going to come back, there were rumblings uh, about a week ago. I had somebody, Chad Anderson, in Denver on the podcast uh, this last Friday talking about it, that not only Michael Porter Jr. was on the verge of returning, but that Jamal Murray is essentially going to come back potentially sometime in the next month and before the regular season ends. And if that's the case, I mean, you look at some of the numbers when you had Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Jamal Murray on the floor together last year, and it was just over two and a half games worth of the sample 
size. They were dominant. They were outscoring opponents by over double digits in terms of their net rating. Their offensive rating was in the 120s. They were going to be my pick to win the NBA final because they were incredible. And so now all of a sudden you're talking not only about a fully healthy Denver Nuggets team, you're talking about a, a very, we'll call it vulnerable Suns team at this point without Chris Paul. I think a flawed Warriors team and a young Memphis Grizzlies team. And we know what's going on with the Jazz in terms of their demons in the postseason, the flaws that their roster has. They'd be extremely live. So if you're hunting for value, to me, it's gambling that the Nuggets are getting both of those guys back before the postseason starts. Yeah, I think that's the most sensible bet on the board. I really do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to stay one more segment here, John. Just going to let you know here. But I just want okay. to ask you about the Suns there for a second. So Chris Paul with the thumb injury, out six to eight weeks, basically out till the postseason. Is it your belief that they can just turn on the switch back to what they have been when he arrives? Or even with the great Chris Paul, is there an adjustment period? There might be an adjustment period, but I think they can mainly because, you know, they're not a team like Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee has turned me off because they're nine and 15 since January 1st and they're 12 and 12 and they just don't give a rip. Right. That's literally turning it on. Chris Paul comes in and I think they change themselves. Okay. Uh, More on this because I have more questions specifically about the uh, the jazz. Are they the same thing? You know, second, first, 10th, first, same as the first kind of thing in the postseason. Uh, Why does JVT think the Warriors or uh, why is he down on them? Let's put it that way. I don't want to put words in his mouth. We'll figure that out. And could the Lakers really even miss the play-in game? His picks for today as well. Coming back, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Jeff, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. That's VEASAN.com slash Madness. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, and Toe as well. Um, you got baseball uh, fever today? They're going to make an agreement? Have a baseball season? <laughs> I'm going to say they won't. <laughs> I am I am getting to the point where I am the 120-year-old talk show host who's like, I don't even want to mention the sports name. Like, it's happened so many times where you're like, like nope, I'm not saying anything. I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm not uttering the word baseball or any player in it until they get an agreement. Forget it. The only time we mentioned him while you were gone is I, I, I thought it was a good a, a good time to talk to Josh Towers because we hadn't talked to him in a long time <laughs> just to see how uh, yeah. see how aggravated he was with the whole situation, which he was aggravated with the whole situation. It's a ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous sport at this point. And I love baseball. I'm the guy who loves baseball to say that. Um, okay, one other staple on this show that we do with basketball, we're coming to the championship formula with the NCAAs momentarily, where Jeff will give his guests. We'll get through the actual teams that qualify. But it's, ta- it's Tankapalooza, which is something we've talked about. We'll bring JVT back in now to talk about this. And, you know, in 2018, this was a huge thing, obviously, for us. Uh, really, when it was one team that was going to get 25% of the ping pong balls to get the number one pick, it ended up being the Suns, who are the greatest tankers of all time. When they went 0-27 down the stretch against other non-tanking teams. But that was different. Now it's 14% for the worst three teams. And when you look at the, when you look at the standings right now, uh, John, it's sort of like Jonathan Vontoba, by the way, is JVT. You want to be very formal about that. Orlando, Detroit, and Houston, by far the worst three teams. So all three teams have cushion to win games. And really, tanking is not really a thing, a bettable thing anymore, is it? 
No, I mean, I think there are a couple of teams that are worth keeping an eye on that uh, will consistently lose games down the stretch. Uh, I think the one that a lot of people were surprised by going into the break were the Portland Trailblazers, right? But uh, they caught a lot of teams sleeping. The Memphis Grizzlies, Milwaukee Bucks wanted to get to the All-Star break. Uh, they come out and they just get smacked, uh, you know, in the two games that they play post-All-Star break, right? They absolutely get destroyed by the Warriors and last night get blown out 124-92. They use use of Nurkic to a foot injury. So now they're, they're uh, I keep making fun of this guy and I don't mean to and I would never do it to his face, but their center rotation is <laughs> Trendon Watford and Drew Eubanks. <laughs> yes. So, like, I'll let you, I'll let you guess if that's going to be a viable tandem at center going forward. And we've got two really lopsided results. So I think they're going to try, but I think they're just going to fail by lack of talent on that roster. And the other one to keep an eye on, uh, Gil, last night, the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau did something unthinkable. They played young guys. Mm. Uh, you saw Jericho Sims, Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly, actually all out on the floor together at one point with Evan Fournier. And this is the second consecutive game in which Jericho Sims, their second round pick out of Texas, played in a contest. And I, I would hate to say it, but I think Tibbs might be actually looking toward the youth here, which is wow. something he should do. Yeah. And if that's the case and you're starting to see some of these lineups of these young kids out there, that might lead to a lot of a lot of issues and it might lead to, might lead to a lot of losses. But, you know, look at the Knicks for that, too, because they're well out of the play. And I think it's getting stronger. The call from above. Stop playing the veterans. Let's see what we got in the young guys. And I think those are two guys, two teams to keep an eye on. That's a good call on the Knicks. I like that angle on them, actually, because, yeah, if Tibbs can finally be convinced like, OK, Tom, it's not it's not happening here. Um, yeah, that's a thing. That could be a thing. Back to the other side now. Actually, you know, chances to win the title here. You did throw in a little uh, shot at the Warriors there. I don't know if it was a shot, but you, you, you're down on them, generally speaking, in terms of the uh, the market consensus. Why? Well, I think you just got to look at this realistically. So if you go back and, and I keep going back to this moment because it coincides perfectly all the way back to the end of November, their first game against the Phoenix Suns in which they lost since that day guild, they are 11th in net rating, but only outscoring opponents by 2.8 points per 100 possession. So an above average team, but not a team that is power rated as the second favorite in the Western conference. They are 21st in non-garbage time offensive efficiency. They're only scoring 111.1 points per 100 possessions. They are extremely reliant on Steph Curry, as I would say really their own, their lone shot creator. Like if you look at that roster overall, there are very few guys who can create off of the bounce, who can make their own looks. Curry can do both, both on ball, of course, and off ball. But outside of that, it's a bunch of pieces around him that are used to having others create for them or coming off the of screens, things like that. There's no other outlet for offense. And do you want a better example of it? Go back to last night in the fourth quarter where they averaged barely a half point per possession and the Dallas Mavericks go on a 26 to one run to eventually come back and win that game. Ugh. So I think when I look at Golden State, they are a very skilled and very good defensive team. And over this stretch that I'm mentioning that they're 21st in offensive efficiency, the reason they've outscored their opponents by nearly three points per 100 possessions because their defense is sixth best in the NBA over that stretch. They're going to be a pain. But if we're talking about the way that they have been valued, Right over the course of the season, they are. I don't think they're anywhere near that level at this point. They're a very good and above average Western Conference team that is going to be a pain to play, especially since they have the second seed. But in a 2 7 matchup with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think that's a really dicey series for them. And as you move forward, if it's a second round matchup against a full strength Denver Nuggets team, however it breaks down, I just don't know if there's they should be power rated as high as the market says they should be. Yeah, Warriors at uh, BetMGM, proud sponsors of this show. The short shot to win the NBA title. The short shot yep. to win their fourth title 
in the Curry years at plus 425. Just one last question on this. The Jazz are the third short shot in the Western Conference behind the Warriors and the Suns. They're 16-1 to to win it all at BetMGM. And I'm just curious why we should – it's this old Passover thing for those of us in the tribe, John. It's like, why is this night different from, from all other nights? Why should we be thinking about this Jazz team any differently postseason-wise than in past years? I don't think you should. <laughs> like, they, they, like, they really haven't done anything to improve their roster, right, outside of the issues that they had. And, you know, we, we like to pile on the collective we. I don't. Uh, pile on Rudy Gobert, right? Like, ah, yeah, he's unplayable. No, you know who's unplayable are the four guys around him who right. consistently get beat by dribble, you know, by off-the-bounce guys, right? They can't contain dribble penetration in any way whatsoever. When you watch them play, their defense is get blown by, allow Rudy Gobert to alter the shot, and hope he gets a rebound. And that's why he, Rudy Gobert is so important. And so when you look at the way that this team has changed in terms of the four guys are going to put around him, it hasn't, right? They, they lose Joe Ingles. And, you know, the backup center position is intriguing. You know, guys, Abuke, remember the old guy from Kansas? Old guy, he's a young kid. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's come in and filled in admirably. So, like, you like some intriguing pieces. But overall, the core remains the same. And guys like Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Mike Conley, they're not getting better at containing dribble penetration as you move into the postseason. And thus, the weaknesses remain the same for me. So good lineup, good offensive lineup. And there's going to be nights where they're on fire and Donovan Mitchell's shooting from the logo and hitting them. But at the end of the day, when they get spaced out and there's four or five guys on the floor who can attack you off the bounce, will they be able to contain it? And I just don't think they're going to be able to. Man, such a great time of year between the NBA run up to the postseason and and March Madness. Last question before I get your thoughts on tonight's slate. Uh, The Lakers, if I were to say, all right, JVT, set me a price on the Lakers missing the play-in games entirely. Mm -hmm. What's the yes, no on that? I'm going to make it a pick. Minus 110 on both sides. Wow. I, I just... Because here's the thing. If you if if, there's the caveat, are you guaranteeing me that LeBron James cares? Because if if you're guaranteeing me, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you come out of the all star break and you're immediately on the injury report for every single game with a sore knee, you're you're already building it up like, "Ah, yeah, knees bothering me, guys. If you remember, go back to the end of his first year with Los Angeles Lakers, right? They were kind of like the same team. Uh, and he was always on the injury report with a back issue. And then sure enough, shuts it down near the end of the year. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. And the Lakers, you know, plummet and they don't make it to the playoffs. I think you could see a similar thing here. They, they come out, they've lost both of those games. They lose to the Clippers. They lose to the Pelicans last night. They're non-competitive. If they keep taking them on the chin and they lose like five straight coming out of the break, why in the world would LeBron, who's got very limited, you know, minutes and years left on his career, why would he even try at this point? So I would make that, yeah, pick. That's unbelievable that we're at this point. By the way, the remaining strength of schedule is uh, their their opponent's win percentage is 547. Yep. Only the Milwaukee Bucks have a harder remaining schedule in the NBA than the Lakers do. So and really quick, yeah. Like the the two teams behind them, they're gunning for the play-in, right? The team they lost to yesterday made trades to make it to the play-in. The Sacramento Kings made trades to make it to the play-in. So you have LeBron who might not care, and you got two teams who clearly do, kind of gunning and biting at their heels. Do you remember that, Jeff? When I when I walked out the door on Friday two weeks ago, I said to you, I go, could it be? Could it be that they will actually not make it? We we're like, ah, there's no chance of that. Yeah, minus one ten per per JVT. All right, seven games tonight. What do you like best? So I, I think well, there's a couple of things. One, Minnesota today, the Cleveland's got so many injuries. Uh, if you look at their backcourt, Darius Garland, Con- oh, not Colin Sexton, he's been out for a while. Karis LeVert, they were made sidelined due to injury, which is very worrisome, by the way. The fact that you had an all-star break and both of those guys are still on the shelf coming out of the break. That's going to be a problem. Rajon Rondo's out too. So their back their point guard position is Brandon Goodwin and Chetty Osmond. It, it's been a problem in the two games without those guys out there. So Timberwolves, uh, I'd lay three there with Minnesota. They're in a pretty good spot. They got rolled by Philadelphia, but ultimately second 
second leg of a back-to-back after a gritty comeback win over Memphis. Uh, I like them in this situation against the shorthanded uh, Cleveland Cavaliers team. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I haven't bet this yet, Gil. I want to see what the market does with it. It looks like it's moving in the direction of Miami. But uh, Miami, even without Kyle Lowry, statistically is a very good team. And there's a reason why they're competing for the one seed, even though Jimmy Butler and all the others have been out. So uh, Miami minus three, or maybe if I get two and a half, if the, uh, the market so deems, but those two. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong, you have the T-Wolves making the playoffs from before the season? Is that another? Yeah, I got them at plus yeah. 695. Woo. All right. Yeah. In play. That's for yeah. sure. John, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good one. Jonathan Montobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst. By the way, Hardwood Handicappers, not just a podcast, but Sundays here on the network at 9 p.m. Eastern. Coming back, the formula. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. And if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSID200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM, proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSID200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Had to go turbo on that one when I realized how long it was. My goodness. Goodness gracious me. Oh, my. We get tweets at beating the book. By the way, uh, we also get texts. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to mention this. But one of the friends of the show's says he's he's searching far and wide for a Lakers to miss the playoffs and uh they don't have it up. They have other teams, but they don't have the Lakers up. Hmm. hmm. I don't know if you can adjust that to the no properly at this point. <laughs> at this point. What would you make that? Yes, no. Well, what? To make the playing No, I'm saying to well, to, yeah, okay, to miss the playoffs is one thing. Let's yeah. define that again for people. 7 through 10 at the end of the regular season, you haven't made the playoffs. You're just in the play-in. Whoever emerges from that is 7-8. You've made the playoffs. So you have a hurdle. So it's probably no better than a coin flip. Well, to, to, make, the, to make the playoffs, period, yeah. at the break was minus 110 each way. 
Right, I asked JVT, what about just to miss the play in game to entirely? Miss the pl- to miss the play, and I don't know if I can go as aggressive as JVT did. I don't know. Because those teams behind them are really, really, really terrible. I mean, right now the Lakers have a two-and-a-half game lead over both the Pelicans and the Blazers. So, yeah. We get tweets at beating the book. Number one Pats fan at uh, Pats underscore Bucks. Gilliman, deep depression without your voice. This was from yesterday. Come back. Thank you. I am here. I appreciate it. Jamie Samuel, morning. Quick question. Doing a solo trip to Vegas during Indian Wells. Any recommendations for apps with best tennis markets? I understand if you can't recommend specific apps. Thanks. All right, Ken. Uh, William Hill has the most, Caesars has the most consistent tennis match numbers here in town. We don't have DraftKings. But they have the most consistent. M- Bet MGM right behind them. Those two. B- Boyd also has as well. Yeah. Outside of that, eh, it's kind of a null set. Biloxi books. All the little things we should not take for granted now. Not that it's a little. But hearing uh, Mitch, Pauly Gill every morning here in the southeast on VEASAN is one of them. Thank you, Biloxi books. This is from the Better Life. Tim Lawson, bravo to Jeff Parles for filling in. It's great to have you back, though, Gill. Numbers game. Phil Weiss, welcome home, Gil. Jeff did a great job. We all missed you, but enough of this. How about some tennis picks? We will, we will have some tennis picks. Look, look at that, Phil, Phil Weiss with a with a very nice comment. Thank you, Phil. Phil Weiss, not liberal, not abundant with his nice comments. Correct? Would we say that about Phil? Phil wouldn't object to that, I don't think. Phil, Phil, Phil is one of our best listeners. He though. is. Phil's got. And Mike Alvarez, well, well, well. Look who decided to come to work today. <laughs> I guess not returning until March would have been silly, huh? <laughs> Welcome back, Mr. DJ Man. Alleged COVID week off. Show up for Super Bowl. Bounce for another two weeks off. Must be nice. Mike Alvarez, <laughs> tweet of the morning. Uh, yeah, I resemble that remark, by the way. All right, NCAA championship formula. For those who missed it, six criteria, two of which 100% success rate, four of the six, all but one exception. Again, last 33 champs had more assists than turnovers. 27 of the last 28 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. Only Kevin Ali of the 2014 UConn Huskies was the exception. 27 of the last 28 champs went to the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. I know it's an outdated metric, but we still use it. Kevin Ali and the 2014 Shabazz Napier-led UConn Huskies are the exception. Last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. 17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 and adjusted Ken Palm offensive efficiency. The 2014 UConn Huskies, the exception. And 17 of the last 18 champs were in top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Last year's Baylor Bears, the only exception to that. Jeff, we start with your guess. We already, we already determined that three teams currently qualify, three others are knocking at the dough. All right, let's do eliminations first here, real okay. quick. Okay. For teams that you may that people may think mm-hmm. could sneak in, but are not. Purdue way out because their defense is absolutely horrendous. Correct, and that that applies to a few Big Ten teams. Yes, a conference that you would think, in your eye, right, in your your brand knowledge of the Big Ten basketball conference as a defensive league. But no, they all get eliminated based on defense. So so Purdue's out, Illinois out, Wisconsin, who, by the way, Wisconsin's not even in the top 30 of either category. No. So yes. they're, they're all out. Uh, Duke is out because I don't believe their defense is good enough. So uh, they're, they're out uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Arizona is eliminated because of Tommy Lloyd. That's the it, only reason they're out. If Tommy Lloyd w- had any... Head coaching experience prior to this, Tommy Lloyd, 
and Arizona would be safely in, actually. Uh, they're top 15 uh, in both offense and defense on Ken Palm. All right, so my guess is Gonzaga is a guess because their non-con schedule was much better than it's been. The Baylor Bears, who have been very consistent on both sides of the ball this year. By the way, Kansas also out there. Defense isn't good either. And then the third one was tough because it was between Auburn and Kentucky for the third slot. And I'm going to go with Auburn because I think they're more well-balanced. And then Kentucky just misses and uh, Houston just misses and UCLA just misses. That's what I'm going with. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Not 100% accurate, but pretty, pretty good. So let's start with the start. This is, this is the actual formula as it applies currently. Last 33 champs had more assists than turnovers. That doesn't eliminate many contenders. 27 of the last 28 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. You are correct, Jeff, that only the only eliminator of Arizona is that. Tommy Lloyd in his first year as head coach does not have that. So Arizona, sorry, guys. According to the formula, you're not winning at all. 27 of the last 28 champs went into the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. UConn Huskies 2014, the exception. So here's the team that gets eliminated on this. You have a guess? This one? Yeah. I would say Houston. UCLA. Really? Okay. So Houston, Houston might as well. Houston has another one that's coming up, though, that was the more stark elimination. But UCLA is one of the three knocking at the door. I said three qualify, three are knocking at the door. This is the one where UCLA is knocking at the door. They have two wins against top 10% of RPI. Now, they have a shot at USC later here. I think there's their last regular season game. Obviously, there's a conference tournament, too. And they did beat Marquette. Marquette is literally like the 11th percentile. They're more than likely going to qualify. Yes. So UCLA, although they don't qualify at this moment, probably will. And I, let me just say this from the beginning of the college basketball season, because obviously UCLA had the great tournament run last year. Baylor got all the way to the, to the promised land. And I said, I've made very few college basketball comments before the season started, but do you remember the two I said about those? I was like, why aren't people giving Baylor and UCLA the credit they deserve going into this season? UCLA obviously had the biggest players coming back. Baylor didn't, but to have written them off seems strange. Anyway, back to UCLA. So they don't currently qualify, but they're awfully close and knocking at the door um, with the uh, three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. Knocking at the door two different ways, right? That they did have a third win, but the team's 11 top 11%, and they get a chance at USC coming up. Last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. That eliminates Gonzaga. That was the only guess you had wrong. Uh, even with the even great with. non-con they played, they still don't get there. They're still out, and Houston, as you might have imagined, that was the first thing that eliminated Houston from this. Houston, who I like a lot. 17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency. That eliminates the likes of, this year, Texas Tech, Tennessee, Texas, St. Mary's, and Arkansas. You have Arkansas shot at it all? I kind of do. I don't because they're a worse version of what they were last year. Yeah, I, they're I, good, but yeah. they're worse than they were last year. They were better last year, I should say. You think this version of Baylor is as good as last year? Not a chance, right? No. They're, they're, yeah. Again, the guards are ju were just right. so good last so year. Good. 
17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency. That eliminates, as you pointed out, as you guessed, Duke just outside. So Duke is knocking at the door there. But it also eliminates Kansas and Villanova and then the Big Ten onslaught, Purdue, Iowa, Illinois, all those teams. So, so then just flip Kentucky in for, Gonzaga, or in for Gonzaga then, am I guessing? That is correct. Yeah. Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn. Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn with UCLA, Duke, and Houston, right with the strength of schedule, just on the outside looking in. UCLA and Duke particularly just knocking at the door. But Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn, the only three teams that qualify for the championship formula currently, but we expect UCLA and Duke to be with them momentarily. That's it. It never it never loses, except for, you know, that one exception last year, 2014 UConn Huskies. Coming back, Wes Reynolds and Dr. Bob. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare